0: I see dead people. It. Awesome. Here's Johnny. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Fuck you, too. Spooky
1: scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrinking skulls will shock your soul, and
0: seal your doom night. Spooky scary skeletons, speak with such a screech.
2: I do
0: love titties. He has
2: some big old, big, old slobbers, big floppy voice. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, you know, it's just one thing I miss. I miss the most about this current apocalypse is the lack of titties. There's none. In my <laughs> life. There's zero. There's zero titties. Unless you're counting mine, then that's two. And if you're counting frowns, that's four.
1: I know I should have came with my noisemaker because I could have you know, did like the cymbal crash after both of those. <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> we are off to a fly and start Look here. Look at this hot dog.
2: <laughs> she just wants to get sandwiched. She's, she's a happy girl. <laughs> Welcome back to coronavirus! (laughs) God damn it.
1: (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why though? Slowly fucking our lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy time. My my intro topic was gonna be
1: if... Wait, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Fuck. Who the fuck are you? Shit. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Great. Here I am.
2: Episode... 158 Oh God shit. Damn. And 158 Cool And damn. I'm here with my brother's Spam and Cam.
0: Spam <laughs> Spam.
2: Spam. <laughs> they just say their names like Pokémon a bunch Spam 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 Spam, Spam. Cam. 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 Spam Cam. Spam. Cam. Spam. Cam. Spam.
1: Cam.
2: Spam. Cam. Spam 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 <laughs> Spam 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 and a clefairy had a baby. Spam, spam,
1: spam, Oh, that's fun. He's kinda cute.
2: And cum is kind of like a little hitmon chain.
1: It's like cum, come, cum, cum, cum. Like calm. a monkey. A little cum. Little, little monkey cum. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that.
2: You trap. You
1: trap me. I so, feel I feel trapped.
2: <laughs> so, monkey cum. Monkey <laughs> gang Donkey gang <laughs> Oh, uh, off to a start. Good, good goings. How high are we? <laughs> How high are you? How high are we? Who, Who am, am I? I, <laughs> I already answered that. How did I get
1: that. here? Good point. You did. <laughs> oh, Muppet Vision 3D goggles. I wish you could see it. Oh, that's baller. Living
2: in 3D. That's nice. Today. That's a <laughs> fast, good... fast. It's fast. <laughs> Gotta pass, go fast. Pass, <laughs> pass. Gotta go fast.
1: Sonic movie, what do you remember from it?
2: <laughs> Not much. Crab, I don't remember <laughs> much. I think I was so big. Crab legs. Crab legs. Crab legs, crab legs. Oh, I remember works. a
1: lot of crab legs. Yeah, but what do you remember about the movie? I don't remember that's, shit. That's just what I put, put it to. Nothing that night except for the like, good food stuffing my face with food. then a food coma. Food.
2: It's generic.
1: Jim Carrey was good, right? Yeah, it was all right. Sonic was just looking for friends. He wanted to go fast for some He wanted to go fast, but for he wanted to be fifth <laughs> for some reason. He first has a bunch
2: of fast. friends at home, and he acts like they don't exist. <laughs> when it's clear at the end of the movie that Tails has been looking for him the entire Wait, sorry, time, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> where are you, bro? <laughs>
1: Yo, <laughs> everyone I,
2: back home is wondering where you they are. They think you're right dead, now. dude. You've been gone for so long.
1: I definitely, I had to have slept through a third of the movie. Oh come on maybe a quarter 20% I, I didn't suite.
2: I didn't sleep through any of it it's just nothing my brain was just merged. nothing productive happened
1: <laughs> so i'm looking around they the get room chased of the, by the new studio bots yeah, yeah. L- look around the new studio i also see a bilbo baggins lord of the <laughs> <laughs> lord of the rings bilbo baggins.
2: transfixed oh bilbo oh it's bad bilbo it's bad bilbo always oh, uh, yeah, uh he's screaming yeah that's that's <laughs>
1: fucked up <laughs>
2: Why they made a figure of Bilbo transfixed.
1: You also have Star Wars Muppets, which I love, with Beaker, C 3 po Bunsen Honeydew. Bunsen Honeydew is R2-D2. It's excellent. Those are some some of my favorites in the room. I also remember the Frankenstein sign from the old school Frankenstein movie, Creature Black Lagoon, Godzilla. I remember definitely getting one of those for you. I want to say it was the yellow Godzilla one. Most likely. From Disney World Antique Store. As you're leaving... Um Hollywood Studios there's that like gas station thing right or area one of those is an antique store i'm pretty sure that's where i, I found that that movie poster print
2: i'm a big fan of that one the it
1: know. or the i'm pointing the ho- at the ho- hollywood horror, horror nights i mean that was that was the a great night that we, was we a talked great about night. last podcast bo- last time we were on the yep. a good time i um you're going to orlando this year hopefully if the world I'm going to back, orlando this year if the world year. is allowed
2: i'm not accepting it if if it doesn't if it doesn't work, I'm gonna go anyway.
1: A lot of people are saying Florida's in in for some shit because, yeah, they they <clears> must <throat> they must not have instilled some some rules before other other places did. Well,
2: yeah. I will make it their problem. If and, a people, and a lot of people and a lot of people flock, on spring, they you saw flock on spring there. Flock Yeah. Yeah. Spring Florida. Spring
1: Break, Disney, vacation. So it's like apparently. And now they're all flying home.
2: But honestly, if they're not cool in like six months, then we yeah, have bigger problem. problems. Yeah.
1: Like, six months. Next interruption, I'm also seeing a Hyrule Master Sword, a uh, Kingdom Hearts Keyblade, yes. and a lightsaber.
2: Yeah.
1: As well as um, Jason's, machete. Jason's Machete as the four weapons of choice on the shelves Yes, in this recording studio. Yes. So cozy.
2: It is nice to make a little bit more room but i was just playing some video games the other day so it's a little bit of a mess
1: Nah, fuck it
2: but yeah uh i was i was gonna ask you guys would you ever stay in like a haunted hotel i think uh spum <laughs> said that he wouldn't want to do it
0: oh uh, we should do we should trip on fucking shrooms and do it
2: maybe not that
0: that seems excessive that's about that's how that's, you imp- get, that's how you
2: get killed that's how you
1: get arrested <laughs> that's also how you get arrested because you're in public.
0: Oh, wait. Let's just in your hotel Tripping room.
1: balls in a hotel. Who's done that before? <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking hellions. <sighs> like, where would you want to go? Going. I'd want to go to a new city. Like, get the fuck out of... <laughs> where are we are. Let's go somewhere
2: uh, Pennsylvania. That's all I ever say. Yeah. Pennsylvania.
0: Who's that one guy that you can, uh... He does its, like... 20 grand, if you make it through, he'll, he'll pay you to, like, go through his maze, and he tries to, like, scare you, like, the whole night, and you have to survive about, the whole night. I don't know about that. What's his name? Not actually survive, but no, he, like, tries to mess no, with your, like... No, you're
2: right. There's a, um... Inner...
0: What's, inner scares.
2: Dark Tourist did a, uh, which is a show on Netflix, did a, an episode there. It's, like, this farm up in, I don't know, like, upstate Crazy New shit. York yeah. or something, and... This dude, y- you you get to go in for free, but you gotta do a psych exam and a physical exam... Yeah, it's that one. ...before you get in there. What's his name? And he literally is just allowed to fucking torture you, and if you last the night till dawn, he will I apparently what he give you, like, a grand.
0: Oh, yeah. Crazy.
2: And, um, all he asks... He doesn't ask for money, he just asks that you bring, like, a bag of dog food for his dogs. <laughs> and... At first you're like so I watched the entire episode I was like at first you're like, This guy might be okay and then as the episode goes on you're like, Wow, this guy has mental problems mm-hmm. and gets off on like torturing okay. people. Yeah. And he like they show you like he legit like waterboards and black bags. Yeah. Oh, he
0: fucks people. Puts people day and, up. Yeah. puts people
2: in the mud and buries oh, them alive and does all this crazy shit <laughs> and uh Apparently, like two people have, have, have only ever made it, it, yeah. Have beaten it and have gotten through the day, and he's refused to pay Oh, he of actually them.
0: didn't pay them? Okay. <laughs> what a fucker. He's
2: refused to pay either of them. He claims the so one. So, you want to stay at a place like that? He... No! <laughs> no, I refuse. That's not fun. That's not, that that's not haunted. That's, that's legalized torture. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not cool with that. I don't like I don't like um the Black Lodge here in in Pennsylvania either which is the the ski lodge. Oh, I've not been to that one. They're allowed to touch you oh. and separate you from your group and put you in a room and put a bag over your head and yell at you and tie you to a chair. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. I'm good on that. They they stage it like a real life horror game, you know, like they Sounds know enticing, they like... know that if they like Bang on the door and yell at you that like you're gonna be like, eh, you're gonna have a fight or flight response, and they make it so like you have to cl- crawl through dirt,
0: <laughs> oh, and, like under I've seen under this.
2: buildings to like get away from them. The black and lodge. We should. They'll they'll chase you with you know chainsaws <laughs> and shit, and and it's just not great. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't know if I could do that. They 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 separate you like if you. You're supposed to ride, like, a ski lift all the way to the top. And they make you ride it by yourself. And when you get up there, you think, oh, I'm going to find my family, the people I came here with. There's always, like, never anyone there. (laughs) And you're supposed to wander the facility by yourself until you get, like, intercepted by someone. And they're supposed to, like, tie you up and take you down and put you in, like, in a chair in a room by yourself. And it's supposed to just drive you nuts. And I'm just, like... Who wants to do this? <laughs> Why would you want to do this? Uh, That's not like, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds scary. Somebody, somebody would try it, I guess. Oh, I mean, people have tried it. There yep. are videos online, you know, of people saying, I did this stuff. I like this stuff. Like, even the, uh, the what's this dude from dark Taurus? Like there are people who are like, love that shit. Yeah, apparently the one guy is just like yeah, this is like my thirteenth time trying <laughs> to do this. I've I've tried like four other times, and you know, I always get to this one part, and then you know I have to bail. And I think I can make it through this time. And it's just like oh, a I don't know. It's a testament to what you can deal tools. with. It's a challenge, yeah. Yeah. Like, challenge yourself. In I remember in the a guy on way. Dark Tourist who was who was doing it with the the journalist was like a ex-military, like, father of two, nice home life. And he's like, I just want to do this to prove to myself that I can get through something like this. And he ends up, like, failing two hours after the journalist does. And the the journalist barely gets the bag over his head before he's dropped in mud and yelled at before the journalist gives up. And then two hours later, you're like, oh... He started waterboarding the dad. Yeah, no, the dad The dad called it quits at that point. Put like a bag over your head and nearly yeah. drown you. Yeah, it's terrible. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I'm done, I'm done. I'd rather stay in a, in a haunted house. Yeah, and, we should. And just spook myself. I also want to be like a shitty little ghost hunter and like go to these places and be like, what What half of this is real and what half of this is the people who work here trying to fuck around and keep their keep their place <laughs> nice they're and haunted I want to the Scooby do investigators <laughs> this shit, I want to get fucking high <laughs> and I want to go zoinks <laughs> it was Belinda from the flower <laughs> shop it was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy! <laughs> Late night talk show host Jimmy Fallon. What made you do this? I would have gone away with it if it was your me. high ass. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, been funny if... <laughs> fuck you. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> a real bad Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no, I wonder who has a good Jimmy Fallon. I'm Robin Williams. Ah. So,
2: <laughs> so uh... What on on today's on today's episode we're going to do how we usually do which is read random shit because uh we ran out of toast the toast is done we've eaten all the toast Delicious. um it it's <laughs> it was short most of the times it was stupid <laughs> but we uh but we got through it and uh today we're going to read some random stuff, I I guess I'm just going to ask you guys um, do you want to read no sleeps, creepy pastas, or unsettling stories? Not hot, but spicy. Or not hot, but spicies. I mean, how how can we resist that? (laughs) The not hot, but spicy? How can we resist that? (laughs) Alright, so this is going to be a not hot, but spicy episode. To inform you guys on what not hot, but spicy is, it's a forum written by actual people in the early 2000s. This is like pre-2010, post two We're going back in time. Yeah, this is like 2006. This is pre-Creepypasta, but online forum days. Just like people in a chat room telling yep. stories. So chances are some of this can be absolute bullshit. Chances are some of this could be someone recounting a tale of something that's happened to them personally. That is not hot. But spicy. But spicy. <laughs> but spicy. <laughs> 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 I've done not hot but spicy with a bunch of baby ducks, as well as Mark. Tom Tom <laughs> Tom Bong A bunch of baby ducks. A bunch of baby ducks is one is one of our readers. A bunch of baby ducks and That's Tom cute. Tom Bongbadil. But yeah, uh, a bunch <clears> of baby <throat> ducks. Let's go with let's just let's just read the short ones I suppose. Um. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start with what I see as. Let me open this up. As a bunch of baby ducks. <laughs> nope, that's a. It's a name. It's a name of a person.
0: Good fun story. Spam. <laughs> spam. A spam. Bunch of baby cam ducks cam and, cam spam. and spam. Spam cam. Spam and baby cam. ducks.
1: God, that is. That is spicy. <laughs> Not hot. Not hot. But, but spicy. <laughs>
2: I don't know why they named the forum boards that. <laughs> I really don't. Ah, the army man. No, what I'm actually going to read is, I think it's poignant. It's called The Three. The Three. It's potent? I think it's pertinent. Oh, I no, it's, it's Because there are three of us. Yes, it is very <laughs> potent.
1: In fact, it'll very... have some potency.
2: That wasn't English. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this story is by username Rough Lobster.
0: Well, love me some lobster. Rough <laughs> Lobster!
2: Rough Lobster? Rough Lobster. And the story is called The Three. Love Lobster. I was about eleven when this happened. I used to live in this cramped, crappy three-story townhouse with my two brothers Aww. and my parents. Spam and Cap. Spam! It wasn't in the bad part of town so much As in a really secluded area The only connection to any real civilized areas Was what amounted to a single long, unlit side road It was the kind of place that made you feel like you were living in a tiny island (coughs) Of suburbia surrounded by vast, dark, and uninhabited forests I still drive up that way sometimes if I'm feeling nostalgic Anyway, most of my childhood was spent At this place, as many childhoods are, mine was filled with wonder and exploration and a few moments of pure exhilarating terror. Okay. Right. There was the time I crawled into a big water runoff pipe and had a tussle with something. Something. That was a naked
1: homeless man. (laughs) That's probably what it was. (laughs) That's
2: coming up next. (laughs) <laughs> then there's the time me and Alex dug up What we were pretty sure was a woman's hand Not Alex Yeah, fucking Alex I miss <laughs> it's Alex is a good kid The time we kid. valiantly fought a huge snapping turtle <laughs> Turtles are trying to fuck <laughs> And yeah. almost got bit on the neck <laughs> Anyway This is one of those strange childhood experiences Watching those two turtles Fuck (laughs) Mm. My best friend (laughs) And only friend at the time Alex
1: (laughs) Hey Alex What (laughs) up Alex
2: (laughs) Lived a fair bit down the road Fair bit Not not like (laughs) a a whole lot lot, Not a whole lot or a little (laughs) bit Uh,
1: But a fair bit A fair bit to that (laughs) Hobbitash. Why why? Oh. Oh, that that made is miss, that like three it blocks? It is that like three blocks? Four uh, blocks? Fair it's bit. a fair bit. Se- seven blocks. It's a fair bit. Eight, nine, nine blocks. Minutes. Forty-five minute walk. Okay, so we're talking like three That's miles. That's a fair bit. That's a fair, a, problem, <laughs> a fair bit. It would
2: probably be about a forty-five minute walk for a child. Oh, as he was pretty much my only friend at the time, and I his. Our Loser. parents took the effort to drive. A, <laughs> look, it's a small town. <laughs> effort to drive us to each other's homes fairly often. We'd spend time playing Nintendo Or doodling Or traipsing about outside With super soakers looking for hornet's nests to lay siege to Of course It was one of those Very days, a day ripe for adventure Alex's dad Picked me up and drove us to his house We spent most of the daylight trying to make Arrowheads from rocks in the backyard Hunting for scorpions Even though they don't live in this part of the country Uh, We also watched Inspector Gadget On Mm -hmm. TV What a story (laughs) Eventually (laughs) Inspector Gadget (laughs) Eventually (laughs) The daylight Began to wane Alex's dad asked me When my mom was picking me up And I hadn't thought about Bothering to tell her I just told him that She said it was okay To walk After all I just had to follow one road Pretty much The entire way Uphill to my house he seemed concerned, but I must have been convincing enough. After saying farewell to Alex, farewell. I was allowed... Farewell. Farewell. We'll I was allowed farewell, friend. To I love you. Farewell. As I mentioned earlier, the road was mostly unlit, punctuated by a few
1: ill-placed street lamps. Let me put this in a really bad place. First, should we put this light? Should we put it here at the corner yeah. where a lot of people Ten walk? Ten feet behind a tree. <laughs> ah, okay. Ill-placed. As I
2: mentioned earlier, the road was mostly unlit. I read that line. <laughs> there was a fairly There was a fairly wide clearing On each side of the road Maybe 200 feet or so of pure grass peer Cheap grass. grass, pure grass I love, I, pure, I love grass. pure grass <laughs> <laughs> That, that concentrates shit Beyond that on all sides Was dense, oppressive woodland There weren't any cabins Or homes either It was rough hilly terrain So following the road closely No cars have passed I reach one of the street lamps Basically the halfway point The sun has begun to fall fast. You know that golden time that happens in the summer at the very end of the day. This was about right after that. Oh, okay. I see movement out of the corner of my eye to the left and look over into the woods. Three ragged kids are emerging from crouches behind the thick brush. They were hiding there, and now they walked an interceptor's course directly towards me. Hey, kid! I immediately sprang into one of those cold, nervous sweats, and quickened my pace. I didn't want to acknowledge them, but cast a quick look back after a few seconds. They were lightly jogging now, each with a cretinous grin on their face. I stopped and turned to face the inevitable. When they saw that I had stopped, they slowed down again into a casual walk, three boys, each looking a bit older than me. They wore ripped-up, shoddy clothing, and had matted hair. On their faces was that mean, dumb expression you see sometimes on bullies. They had teeth like rats, yellow and gnawing. Their skin was most sickly gray olive I had ever seen. And as they arrived in the speaking range I tried to play a cool and said hey, hey the biggest one immediately gave me a two-handed shove that I was just not ready for. (laughs) fell onto my ass and scrambled to my feet just as another one tackled me and held me to the ground. His breath smelled like a pile of burning assholes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I shouted as loud as I could assholes. as one of them sat on my legs. The big one grabbed a handful of my hair and swung a meaty fist back. I cringed and felt the blow land right on my cheekbone. Oh, now and blow you to the, the face. One of them was kicking me in the ribs and I managed to grab his foot and bring him down. That brought me enough time to scramble out. The big guy made a lunge for my foot, so I kicked him in the face as hard as I could. He kept holding onto my shoe, so I kicked it off and let him keep it. Take my shoe. I didn't really have it in me to run at this point. I was too shocked, too scared, and winded. I sort of just started fast walking home. I cast a wayward glance behind me, and they were following about 50 feet, keeping pace, no longer smiling. Their plan had failed. Instead... They had the ugliest, meanest frowns on their mugs. They weren't even rushing, as if they knew they would catch me. This went on for a few moments. Suddenly they rushed back off into the woods in the dim light. I could see a car winding down the road. It looked familiar. Thank God it was the shining bastion of light and goodness that was my mother. Of course, she had gotten a call from Alex's dad to see if I was home yet. She freaked when she saw me all bloodied and bruised i told her some bullies did it and she made an attempt to locate the boys and nothing ever came of it i asked my ed- my dad to teach me how to fight and he dug around in the vhs cabinet for a few minutes and upon coming up empty-handed told me to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee that's why my name is muhammad ali thanks dad thanks Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was great so yeah not really a ghost story, just three weird fucking inbred kids with weird skin and a br- and breath-like leprosy. The whole time, none of them said a word. I have a few more, notably the time I fought off some kind of unnamed beast inside a huge water runoff bunker, and the time I'm pretty sure my uncle tried to have me killed. I'm feeling righty, so I might type up one of those next. But he didn't. Alright. Or I didn't keep... <clears throat> or I didn't keep the, the full the full story but that was the three by that was the three Rough Lobster Rough that. Lobster that was spicy She just told us a story about how he got his ass kicked <laughs> by yeah. some bullies. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much he it got, he got fucked up um probably when you when you look at this just what, what, stand, what comes out to you bacon butts
1: bacon butts you're telling me there's something that says bacon butts bacon butts that's not true there's a story it doesn't say bacon butts bacon
0: butts B-U-T-T-S. Butts. Yep. That's a one page story. Let's go.
2: This is a a, water. It's here are three stories by username Bacon Butts. Bacon Butts. Username Bacon Butts. Oh okay. So
0: this one has a very nice descriptive name.
2: It's called Story One. (laughs) Story One. (laughs) And
1: at some point it will be followed by Story two. Perhaps. We don't know. Actually, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: This is story one. (laughs) So, Bacon Butts. Story one. I used the bathroom with a spider in the corner, so I made a lot of noise and put shower curtains over my head to scare it away so I could pull out my dick without having to worry about it jumping on my dick and laying eggs (laughs) in my balls.
2: Story one complete. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: Story two. Go ahead. When I was in high school, the varsity quarterback wore a train conductor's hat and ran 30 miles per hour. He was shot to death after running 200 miles for a touchdown. 200 miles. Damn. Damn. Sometimes a train goes through town and blows its its whistle. This particular train moves at an average speed of 30 miles per hour and delivers chicken eggs to a supermarket 200 miles away. This train also plays football.
1: (laughs) Someone is Story just
0: two complete. someone <laughs> Story is just a spammer. Oh, they are so good. Story
2: three.
1: Oh,
0: Huh, all right. Today I waited for my bus, and I passed time by watching bur- birds on electrical wires. I stared at them long enough and noticed they were letting down strands of silk, like spiders, to capture passing pizza delivery guys. <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle showed up like an hour later and killed over 500 pigeons.
2: That one at least is a story. <laughs> at least that one. At least that one went somewhere. It's better than a Michael Bay movie. Uh, story, three exa- story three complete. Story three complete. Jump on my dick and let eggs in my balls. That's. I don't know. He has a good point. Yeah. Uh, you
0: don't want a spider to jump on
2: your balls. Do you, Do you want me to find something for you? Uh, give me three choices.
1: I will pick one of them. <sighs> Three choices is all I crave.
2: I wanna say A sleepy budgie. A sleepy budgie. A- Awkward silence. Hmm. I experienced that enough. Inexistent class trip. Yes. Dead cat. Mm. Inexistent class trip. Kieran. I mean, some of these might also just be username,
1: username titles. Inexistent class. Cheesebread. Bread. Ooh, someone's definitely got to go cheese bread at some point. Cheesebread sounds great. Doodles McIdiot. Does that say corona Coronate? <clears throat> Corona-tay? What?
2: Uh, cor- Corona-tay does say that, does it? I think it? we
1: have to go to Corona-tay.
2: It is two stories.
1: I think that is spoken for. Like, this is science at this point.
2: We will read. This is. Username <sighs> Corona Fate.
1: Corona Tay.
2: Corona Tay wrote two stories. <clears throat> uh and this one's just called
1: the first story story. my mother's side of the family has a long and illustrious history of mental illness oh great-grandfathers who thought they were Jesus a distant aunt who thought her dead brother lived in the Sun nice in the Sun that kind of thing mostly harmless but there's a pretty nasty streak of bipolar disorder in there too My younger uncle was diagnosed with bipolar sometime in his late 60s, early 70s, uh, back when it was just manic depressive illness. He kept it under control with the medication available at the time, but at some point in the mid to late 70s, something went wrong. I'd like to note that I was not alive at this point, but my mom told me this story herself and I could see the hurt in her eyes when she talked about this. I don't doubt the truth of it. My uncle went into a really bad manic episode. He wasn't sleeping, he stopped working, and his behavior became really erratic. One of his former frat brothers came for a visit and he greeted this old friend by coming downstairs completely naked.
0: Beautiful.
1: Now is that, so he said, uh, is, is, is do you think that's odd? No. Sh, should you not people, greet yeah. people at the door completely naked? Yeah, it's not weird. Yeah. Um... He was full of grandiose ideas about how he was going to change the world, and everything was wonderful. His wife got him to a hospital pretty soon after the fraternity brother incident. They were sitting in the ER waiting for someone to see him, and my uncle was so deeply immersed in his manic thoughts. He continued to ramble throughout their wait. At one point, a man came over and sat down beside my uncle. He began speaking in a calm, pleasant tone to my uncle and listened to him intently, as though. They were the most sensible and profound things he'd ever heard. As he listened, my uncle began to calm down and soon after they got to see a doctor and change up his medication. I believe the stranger left before my aunt could thank him properly for his attention and patience. Some months later when my uncle had recovered, the family was at my grandmother's house. Someone was looking through an old photo album when my aunt suddenly noticed a picture. That's the man from the hospital, she said. He looked exactly like that. Is he a friend of the family? Everyone gave her a bit of a strange look. The photo was of my biological grandfather, who had died in his early 60s. My aunt had never seen a photo of him, but recognized his face instantly. I like to think he was able to come back and help his youngest in a very difficult time. My uncle would have been nine or ten, and while my grandmother eventually married a woman, uh, married a man who was a great stepfather, my uncle still felt quite lost without his real dad. That's the only time anything of this nature, anything uh, happened like this in my family. At least on my mom's side. There's a story on my dad's side about why we all know my biological grandfather is in hell. What? That took a turn for the worst really quick. Let me repeat that. At least on my mom's side. There's a story on my dad's side about why we know my biological grandfather is in hell. And the fact that my pater- paternal grandmother could curse the shit out of people who made her mad. But those stories aren't nearly as heartwarming. You don't say.
2: it. It's because he has a second story.
1: Should we read Coronate too? So we found something called Coronate. Coronate.
0: The Japanese coronavirus <sighs> Some of in
1: Ecuador and Colombia
0: Goodbye. Hungry? You ready for the dick? <laughs> it's in here The time is now It's quick and easy I'm glad you read
2: that <laughs> my, my roommate used to leave me notes like that <laughs> cut out words from magazines <laughs> and you and write, write little <laughs> oh, <laughs> space cowboy
0: about, not today <laughs> not
2: today <laughs> he'd be happy to see that uh, that, that board up because that, that used to be in our kitchen nice would you like to read Corona's second story
1: Corona alright to start off these stories it's important to know a little bit about my family history my grandmother and grandfather met in Ecuador and, by all accounts, fell in love pretty fast. She got pregnant at 18. Yeah, pretty fast is right. And soon thereafter, they moved to Colombia. Colombia, man. When well, my father and his brothers and sister <laughs> were born. I can't keep that tone. That's, that's, <laughs> bad. that's that. bad. That's <laughs> bad. That's <laughs> bad. My grandfather was not married to my father <laughs> What is this voice? Was not <laughs> married to my grand. My grandfather was not married to my grandmother. He was married to someone else and had a reputation for running around with his wife. Oh, dang. oh, there's probably a lot of extended family we don't know about, scattered between Ecuador and Colombia. He loved her ladies. What can I say? <laughs> Stop it! What can I say? <laughs> Although they were not married, he provided well for her. He helped her buy a house and set up a business as a seamstress. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Damn, and he set up a business. Yeah, yeah, he was able to visit her it's quite joke. often. Tony <laughs> Montana. All in all, they had you know what I'm four to the women. They had four children, with my father being the youngest. My grandfather died in his early 50s. Is that the one that's in hell? I I wonder. I I wonder what the connection is. I think from some form of lung cancer. (coughs) It pained him to be so sick and leave his children behind, but there was no cure for him. My grandmother moved on with her life and went on to raise the kids by herself and run a pretty successful business. Eventually, she was able to move her whole family to the U.S. and settle down in. England great suit best Fast forward to her 70s my dad's sister has breast cancer and chowda. needed surgery to help fight it off Chowda. the surgery started off okay but she died for a few minutes in the middle of the, what the surgery started off okay it was fine yeah, but she, but she, died. she died for a few minutes in the middle of the procedure fortunately they revived her and she was able to make a full recovery went up down all around and then she was fine again ridiculous <laughs> that was nice. Fortunately, they revived her. She was able to make a full recovery. Once she was well enough to speak, she told my dad and his brothers that she'd had the most awful dream. Well, no duh, she died. In the dream, my aunt was a little girl again. It was a fine Sunday in Colombia, and her father had taken them to the park. It was customary. She was standing in front of him as he sat on a park bench, reading the paper and dressed in one of his immaculate suits. It came from a fine line of tailors. She waited for something uncertain. After a time, he lowered the paper and looked at her with sad eyes. He'd been handsome, was still handsome in this dream, but his eyes were full of some immeasurable pain that she just couldn't understand. Don't leave, he pleaded with her. I'm so alone. Don't leave me. Of course, the doctors revived her and she woke from this strange space between dreaming and dying. My family likes to sit around and analyze our dreams, but this one needed no interpretation. She went somewhere and I'm guessing that she, she saw her yeah, dead. She her saw her dead. dead. Yeah. My grandfather was a social man. He loved wine, he loved women, and he loved having people around him. In the dream, he was totally alone. I don't think hell is a generic place. A Dante-esque torture chamber where demons flog you and punish you in ways that are symbolic of your sins. I kind of feel like that, that is my interpretation of what hell is. You don't think so? Or just the worst thing you can experience? No. Okay. <laughs> True suffering comes from situations that are profoundly personal to you. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. He hated being alone, and so his damnation was to be alone for eternity. It wasn't that he wanted his daughter to die, but he was so lonely that he could hardly stand it. I won't pretend to know what kind of transgressions led to him being put there. It's just a given fact that's where he is. Maybe because he'd been unfaithful to his wife. Maybe something else. I pray for him every day. Thinking it was the of, cocaine. It was the... It was Tony Montana. He gave his daughter some cocaine to sell daughters. Thinking of him trapped in an isolated void des- designed to remind him of everything he lost makes me sad. Oh, okay. As for my grandmother, I love her and wish she were still alive, but she could... <laughs> she could be scary as hell. She cared for her children as best she could, being a young mother in a new country and nobody to help. She got them the finest education available and made sure there was always food on the table. But her temper was bad. You kids ruined my life was a favorite saying of hers. (laughs) (laughs) You kids ruined my life! (laughs) She beat them when they misbehaved, whipped them with a belt, threw her shoes at them. I love how threw her shoes and then came <laughs> after beat them with a the belt as the like, flag was then escalated. They're on the floor, just whip your shoes at Throw top, my jewelry. shoes. That's just how it was. Child true. abuse aside, she also practiced the brand of magic common at that time. It wasn't covens. No, it wasn't rituals. Just a sort of Sanria that was more or less part of Catholicism in that region. No birds in the house. They were tied to black magic. Little charms to keep the children safe and burning of candles and incense to purify the house. She She didn't call down bad things without damn good reason. When her daughter was a young woman, she was being courted by the most eligible bachelor in town. The prospects were wonderful, and my grandmother was thrilled that her daughter might find such a good match. Some neighbors down the street, who had two daughters of their own, became jealous. They arranged to have my grandmother's house broken into. Those thieves they hired took out took all of my grandmother's emerald jewelry. Jewelry she'd scrimped and saved to buy and hoped to turn into fam- family heirlooms. She was mad. Nobody knows exactly what she did, but she called something na- nasty down on that house for their wrongdoings. Not long after, that family went destitute. The two daughters that... That had hoped to be matched with the young bachelor resorted to whoring to make no, ends whoring. meet. It's they resorted happens. to whoring.
2: I think it happens, man.
1: That's pretty much the <sighs> nastiest thing my grandmother ever did. She forced a family to become whores. You're now a whore. But she could leave bad that? energy in places. My grandma, man, she left some bad energy. About five years ago, she came to visit us for Christmas and got in an argument with my dad. It ended in screaming and my grandmother declaring that my dad was dead to her. I've heard that before. She and her husband left in the middle of the night and went to stay at my uncle's house. Things were uneasy the next day. The room where they'd been staying was also the room where my computer was at that time. I went to turn on my computer and mess around when this feeling struck me. It was pure hatred and rage combined with the feeling of someone running their fingernails up your back. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like fingernails at the back (laughs) i've never had a paranormal experience but when people talk about walking into a room that feels wrong i know exactly what they mean it was distressing and i couldn't bring myself to stay in there later that day i was in the family room when my dad came downstairs with a sober expression you can feel it in the guest room can't you he asked i told him yeah and it was making me really uncomfortable he went to a shop somewhere and bought several sticks of incense, some of them he burned in the guest room, some he walked through the house, with, uh, to, to prevent the influence from spreading throughout the home. As soon as the incense burned itself out, the whole house felt lighter. They did reconcile after a year. Those are the only paranormal stories my family has. My dad's kind of gooky about stuff, really superstitious, but he does practice a little bit of santeria. Mostly, he likes to burn white candles when his favorite sports teams are playing, but he also has his this technique for getting unwanted visitors out of the house. <laughs> Take a broom and prop it, bristle side up in a corner of the house, place a hat or shawl in the bristles, and balance the handle inside a shoe. <clears throat> the broom has to be out of sight of the unwanted company. It always works, and my dad leaves his leaves his privacy so he can use this one a lot he likes his privacy so he uses the broom man a lot my grandmother died without passing on much of her skill and my dad's forgotten most of what he taught her none of us know how to call down bad things just the stuff that's necessary to keep a house safe from malice and disorder
2: like broom man i'll put a broom man up in the corner of our house to protect us from
1: Corona, cron- bad, bad cr- juju from coronate.
2: From coronavirus. <laughs> corona Tay. Oh so that was uh that was two stories by Corona Tay. Thanks, Corona
1: Tay. During this time of Corona. Bay. I'm gonna read
0: um, Corona Dick.
2: I saw I saw a story that I I liked that I'm gonna Alright. This uh <laughs> This story is by username N Enormous Boner.
0: <laughs> no title. That's no a bold title. statement.
2: No title. This is story by Enormous Boner.
1: <laughs> How big?
2: Spread wide. The dead of night. Spirits echoed. God shined down in the dead, empty place, but he saw nothing. Echoes of agonized shouts. An Enormous Boner. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Three years ago Stop. we had our second chance it was autumn. Autumn. The crinkled leaves sent scents of crackling and mellows up and down our spines. Yellow reflections of warm lights filled our eyes. We might be acting gay, but the real warmth of the sights made up for any infidelity we saw the scenes of the setting sun deep within our hearts. I heard the fun tune rap down on the radio. My mom said, Hey, this was a good tune. She snapped her fingers.
1: I smiled
2: out the window. window. Life was good. Happy. It was me, Jeremy, Darren, and Corey, and Mom. We could see each snow-capped mountain. One, two, three, four, five... This is the radio talking and we found out that sil- de- tit Crack, the radio died That was weird well, that, that was, was weird, three, four, said Darren That was weird It was weird <laughs> It was weird <laughs> Nearing the chamber house, I saw in the heart of Corey Corey knew that each moment was precious but he also had a real, deep-reaching maturity and an inner knowing. Oh, this isn't that cool. We all liked him, but he was sort of gay. <laughs> I think that he probably milked up on himself. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> what the
0: fuck he milk? was gay and milked up on himself. That means he nutted on himself.
2: The house was glooming, large and empty. Each resonant pillar was enough to give the chills to even the strongest of constitutions. The powers of the marble, the weight of the iron. I couldn't believe how gay it was. (laughs) My mother looks down upon us all. You must be careful in this space. It isn't for your own standard thoughts, your own normal life. This is so gay that you might not be able to take it. I know I'm your mom, but I'm also gay. I love to drink shit water. My mom said. Mom said all that? The sun set and we were all tired for bed. I'm gay. I'm gay too jeremy and i became gay (laughs) i wanted to figure out the house each moment was more widely spaced the manor the manor with its pendulums and tower space the manor the manor i see down to jeremy he walks up the mountain trail cocking his head up the manor steps We can see how it resonates through the landscape, each pillar teaching us one more way to realize how boring the world is, or how scary. I found out 10 years ago that Jeremy knew that his dad dies from driving his car into a wall. He he thought it was always that his dad had a heart attack, but that wasn't true. His mom would never tell him anything. I really understood Jeremy and his problems. I wasn't like a normal guy because I could see more into Jeremy and inside of him. I was really actually more cool than most people because of this. (laughs) It was weird, but I didn't question it. I was so cool. (laughs) As he walked up the path, the sky became dark. Smoke clouds of the grayest dark began to roll across the scenery. My eyes saw the rain wall and I knew that omens were about. Okay. I don't believe in ghosts, I said to myself, but when you see something that looks like a ghost wins then <coughs> when you see something but when you see something that looks like ghost wins, then you just have to start wondering if it's real. I probably knew it wasn't though, because I'm not retarded. Darren walked up to my side My mom looked on in the car She never went to go anyway (laughs) Do I get to go up too? How come Jeremy is this big guy And that's all you care about? Well, I didn't actually think that way And he had no idea about my brain Jeremy is just some regular guy And who cares anyway? I bet a bus would run him over And I wouldn't care that much I bet I would go to his funeral But who cares? He's just some stupid kid I don't really want to get hung up on this, but I think Darren was kind of an asshole. So I just wanted to point that out. I'd rather talk more about other stuff. The drowning thunder was imminent. I could tell by the rolling winds, trees bending, sour smell with some sweet raindrops piled on. This was going to be really cool, but also scary. Just my type of thing. I don't know what happened to Corey, but he's probably fine. Let's hope he's fine so we approached the manor as four the hollow halls and its treatment as a fright hole was clear all of the windows looked greasy i could see the cobwebbed old times who knew who could know we saw the door knocker and approached
1: that's it that's an enormous boner
0: Oh my god. An enormous boner. What the what fuck? What a story. What
1: the fuck was that? That was amazing that spam. That was exhilarating. That was amazing spam. It was. I love it.
2: I'm, I'm not going to question it. He, do you want me to find something <laughs> for you or do you want to look?
0: Let's see. The ecstatic egg. It's a very
1: ecstatic egg. Please follow it by cheese bread. You could read cheese bread.
0: Yeah. Where's the aesthetic egg? We need to take a shot. Oh yeah. For <laughs> <Put a laughs> the cruise control. Yeah. We need to sit back. i will for it. Click the button and go on cruise control.
2: <laughs> cruise
0: control. It's a
1: good name for it. Hold on. Should we should we should we talk should we talk about what cruise control is? No. No. <laughs> no <it's not. laughs> he doesn't deserve. It, no
0: twist right or just pull up i think it's
2: all right S- summing up real quick uh we had a you ever have
0: a coworker that's just weird and kind
2: of annoying and rude yeah well, well nice guy he ultimately he meant well. well nice guy ultimately he went well uh he, he meant well he went well but he also went well uh, because we blamed coronavirus on his firing, uh, when really, we, had, our boss had wanted to fire him for a while. So, uh, he he was let go uh, from his job last week. What are the chances he watches that podcast? And uh, he doesn't know this exists. Okay, good. Uh, hopefully. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Anyway, his name's Cruise Control, and and we're all going to do a shot for Cruise Control. What, what are we drinking?
0: Something strong. Skeleton whiskey. Some
2: crazy whiskey he got you? Yep. Oh wait! Is this this gross stuff from Christmas? Yep. Shit. (laughs) I took like half of this and I hated it.
1: Well, you're gonna have all of it and hate it again. Great.
0: Oh, no chaser.
1: Straight, no chaser. Cool. That could have been worse.
0: I'm ready to read. Let's get
2: loud let's get loud name, <laughs>
1: right
2: after i finish my ginger room oh, yeah. oh
1: bad timing terrible timing.
2: <sighs> all right this story is by username ecstatic egg
0: i love egg i've had lots of experiences in the past of hearing or seeing things i just couldn't explain so much so that for a while i was used to them happening then for years there was practically nothing until before I started college I stayed with my grandmother for a while in her duplex in California. Nice. It was only a one bedroom, but I had a pretty big living room so I slept in the open, open living room while I stayed there on a pullout couch. One night I was listening to music on my mp3 player as I was falling asleep and I tend to sleep with my head under the covers. For some reason I popped my head out and looked around. There across the room from me was a huge person standing in front of the window. It was a very large window that practically covered the whole wall. They must have been at least six foot tall and had very large shoulders. At first I had no idea anything paranormal was going on and I honestly thought someone had broken into the house. I remember this sinking feeling where I thought for sure I was about to die. Why else would someone break in and watch me in my bed if they weren't planning on murdering me? I sat up, terrified, pulled the earbuds out of my ears. I just stared at this figure. I couldn't make out any details because of the light coming from my window. It was just a silhouetted figure. I kept waiting for the inevitable, my muscles frozen stiff and painful. And then, suddenly, I don't know how else to describe it, it sucked into itself. As if a vortex had opened in the middle and went into itself like water going down a drain. I turned on all the lights and just stayed up for the rest of the night. I may be used to small paranormal things happening, but I have only ever seen full-body apparitions twice in my entire life, Whoa! whoa. and never again if I'm lucky. I couldn't go back to sleep less because of the shadow thing and more because I couldn't get over the feeling of uncertainty that someone was about to murder me. It was almost a relief, honestly, that it was a ghost. Or an alien. Or an alien. The only other time I'll mention seems very minor, but was very important to me. I was still staying at my grandmother's and I had friends over to visit. We all saw something black, about four inches by four inches, fall onto my bed, which was the couch. Someone asked, did you just toss your cell phone over there? Well, I hadn't and I thought that was weird since I assumed one of them had tossed their cell phones. So I went over to my bed to check. Nothing. Nothing on the bed, nothing around the floor around the bed. This may seem so minor, but almost every time something weird happened before that, I had been the only one to witness it. I could write it off as it having been a hallucination, a trick of the mind, whatever. But three other people saw that happen. It shook me. It felt as almost as if it was affirming that everything I'd seen and heard before was 100% real, that there was no denying it anymore. God, I hope it wasn't all real.
2: I think uh, his grandma used to finger him.
0: Yeah. That's all I, that. I got.
2: That's out out of I got That's, that's exactly what I got out of it. <coughs> you want to read uh, cheesebread. 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 Che- cheese bread? Cheese bread. Cheese bread. Cheese bread. I'm go for some cheese bread
0: right now. Spum. Spum, come. Cheese bread.
1: Use your name, cheese bread. I do think we have Texas toast. We do. I
0: bought it to go. Should with we just the... go toast some Texas toast? <laughs> do like Texas but toast. But
2: it's, it's with the pasta. Sponsor it's us, with Texas the pasta.
0: toast. Sponsor us.
2: <laughs> Texas Toast.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to episode to
1: 158, five. where we are sponsored by Texas Toast! Spice <laughs> yeah. up your Italian Nothing dinner with our cheesy, garlic bread. Of pasta,
2: then some Texas cheesy toast. toast.
1: <laughs> San Antonio, Austin, Texas, it's the bread that you love most.
0: dun 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 how did this to find happen?
1: Cheese bread. <laughs> this happened.
0: Cheese bread. I'm trying to find
2: it.
1: Lots it's of the one Texas that you love most. Texas <laughs> toast. It's the one that you love most. Sponsor us.
2: <laughs> Username.
1: Cheese bread. bread. All right. So, okay. besides the fact that we have a new corporate sponsor, cheese
2: bread. <laughs>
1: Text toast. Other than that. I haven't experienced much paranormal stuff in my life. I'm pretty thankful for that fact. I believe in ghosts 100% 100% So of course the idea of them frightens me. I'm pretty sure that if I ever actually saw one, I'd promptly pee myself and then drop dead from fear. Like, literally. Ooh. Done. Dead. That doesn't mean I've never been in the presence of a ghost. I mean, she's lying, because if she saw one, she'd be dead. She'd be fucking dead. This story is true. It's really not that scary, but it is true. It happened to me when I was in my early 20s. I don't remember the exact year, but I still lived with my mom in her townhouse at the time. One weekend, my mom and I were visiting my aunt, uncle, and two cousins. They're pretty close to my age at their house my maternal grandparents were also present. The house itself was not very old, only about 20 years, built by my aunt and uncle when us kids were just toddlers. My cousins had a miniature dachshund <clears throat> named Sammy. Oh, a little wiener dog named Sammy. <laughs> and he was the happiest dog ever. I pet that dog. I pet that dog. He loved all of us to pieces, and he excitedly rushed to the door anytime we came to visit. He always figured company came solely to visit him and, you know, to pet him. I mean, dogs are smart that way. For the entire 15 years he lived, he was a friendly, loving dog. That day, we were all gathered in the living room and chatting. My aunt, uncle, cousins all returned from a trip having attended the funeral of my uncle's mother. So they were telling us how it went and the, the long drive home. I'm not really sure how to explain this, but in one instant, the atmosphere of the room changed. Suddenly, it felt heavy, oppressive, wrong. I felt inexplicably inexplicably scared, like an unfriendly presence had entered the room, like something was watching us. At that exact moment, the dog absolutely freaked out. He started growling menace- menacingly, Tough word. tucked his tail between his legs, cowered behind my uncle, refused to move. He knew everyone in that room and had no reason to feel threatened. None of us had ever seen him behave this way before, and it never happened again for the rest of his life. Almost as soon as the room became heavy, the feeling LEFT! Sammy was instantly back to normal, resumed happily circulating the room looking for pets as if nothing ever happened. Wide eyes, wide-eyed, my mom, cousin, and I exchanged glances, and we softly asked one another, Did you feel this? My cousin mused that maybe it was you know, her recently grand, uh, deceased grandmother. In retrospect, I'm not so sure that a dead relative would feel so threatening. We didn't think anything more about it. I also don't think anyone else noticed because nobody else said anything. Unfortunately, the thing about ghosts is that they seem to know, know when you've noticed them. That night, back at our home, my mom and I said our respective goodnights and went to our rooms. As I turned my back to get into bed, I heard a distinct thump behind me. I turned back around to look at my dresser and figure out the sound. Instead of a mirror, I had a large shelf on my dresser. I had heard about Bloody Mary in grade two and flat out refused to have a mirror in my bedroom for <coughs> my entire childhood. And as an adult, I decided to keep the shelf to hold my many knickknacks. I figured I could just use the bathroom mirror to bring it A stuffed animal had fallen on the floor. Normally, that wouldn't have been weird, except that it landed by my bedroom door, five feet away to the side of the shelf. The shelf had sides on it, which means that the toy would have had to fall off and do a sharp turn in midair before it landed. I suppose one could argue that it bounced or rolled, but I had heard one thump, and that would have been one hell of a bounce. Freaked out, I called my mom in the room and showed her. She agreed that it was really weird, and we decided to try to sleep again. I lay in bed with my light on, thinking about what to do. I didn't want to go to bed with a possible spirit in my house. Then I remembered an an acquaintance who claimed he could talk to ghosts. Who knows if he actually could, but I figured that might be a start. I said aloud, I know you're here, but I can't do anything for you. I know someone who says he can talk to spirits, so why don't you go to him? I told him his name, wished it luck, then I felt comfortable enough to sleep. Maybe that was a jerky thing to do since he was actually wasn't psychic like he claimed. I sent something his way. I just didn't want that thing in my house. The next morning, my mom angrily told, angrily told me that I shouldn't just leave things be and that next time I should just ignore it. Apparently, after I'd asked whatever it was to leave, something sat on the end of her bed. She felt it sink, the weight of it sink down, something unseen. I took her request to heart. Never spoke of it again. For years, I was afraid something might sit up my bed too. At least now I'm living with my boyfriend. My boyfriend. My boyfriend. Who is such a staunch
2: someone in the forum who keeps asking for tit Have a boyfriend. My
1: boyfriend, who is such a staunch scientific skeptic, that I'm pretty sure he'd scare any ghost away. Sorry that it ended up being so long, but it was fun to actually contribute my little story. I experienced one other unexplainable thing in my mom's house, but I'm not really sure I can chalk that up to paranormal, maybe just weird. Any other odd experiences within my family are strange dreams, and something I call death radar, but they aren't really ghost stories per se.
2: Alright, so that's Cheesebread's... Alright, Cheesebread. Cheesebread's little contribution. She's got a boyfriend! <laughs> do you want to do one more go around? Sure, I'll just do one more. That boy. Because right now we're at an hour 15. Great. Time's flying. Alright, let's look for. Let's go to the bottom of the list and work our way up.
0: So say Miss Boobs. An enormous. (laughs) Miss Boobs. Boner. (laughs) That was my favorite so far. Shout Uh, out, enormous boner. Sexy pigeon. Oh!
2: Sexy pigeon. Those are three um. words I've never would have placed together. <laughs> I want to the... read. I want to read this five-part story where it's a page each part called imaginary. Imaginary.
0: I also like the story named the guy. The, the guy. guy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's what up, neat. guy? What up, buddy, guy? Imaginary. Story one. Is this the one that I'm
2: thinking? Rin Stimpfe. Yeah. So this, uh, this story is called Imaginary by username Koalas March.
0: Love koalas. I grew up in Michigan with a
2: single mother. She kept a few steady jobs, but we ended up moving a lot, so I never made any stable friendships and instead had a lot of imaginary friends. I would hang out with Sailor Moon, Ren and Stimpy, whatever cartoons I liked at the time, and two others, a man and a woman. I don't remember much, but this is the story my mom tells. We were packing my things to move and I flipped out. I started crying hysterically. I told my mother that if we left, the woman wouldn't be able to come with us and she was bound to that place. My mother told me that we've moved before and just because I'm leaving one friend behind doesn't mean that I can't make more of our new place. And I sobbed and I told her that we couldn't go that I couldn't leave my mom asked why and I said because she keeps him outside She keeps him out End of story
1: Hmm.
2: Story two is called shattered After about six years of normal childhood, we moved into a new house when I was 14 things went nuts i had constant nightmares i'd see shadow people not very often maybe once every six months or so i still chalk it up to having an overactive imagination sometimes but i saw something else something low to the ground crawling i thought it was a cat though it looked slightly larger i asked my mother but both our cats had been asleep with her on the second floor of our house the very next day i heard the sound of glass smashing freaked me and the cats out But when i told my mom it scared her even more she told me that when i was six months old she was laying in bed with our first cat when they both heard the sound of glass breaking from the bathroom like someone kicked the mirror and shattered it nothing was broken and she knew she hadn't imagined it because the cat was just as freaked out then she got the massive all-consuming feeling of dread she grabbed me from the crib and ran to her mother's house for safety she slammed on my grandmother's door and apologized and my grandmother basically thanked her and said I was having a nightmare some guy in black was standing over my son's crib I think he was going to eat her I tried to scream and wake myself but I couldn't
0: End of story, shattered
2: Nightmares Story 3 Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare (laughs) (laughs) Two years after the glass breaking (laughs) incident my first boyfriend My boyfriend. (laughs) I stopped having nightmares. I stopped seeing shadows. Stopped feeling things claw at the bottom of my bed, and more importantly, I stopped having that constant sense of dread. For six years, things were peaceful. We'd been broken up for five months the first time I had another nightmare. I was floating in blackness. I couldn't see, but I felt that underneath was something huge, something evil. Something that was darker than the pitch black nothing I was floating in. It was pulling me down. It called out to me. An enormous boner. (laughs) Next story is called The Other House. My next boyfriend's family had a house on... My next boyfriend.
1: (laughs) I've had two. Two (laughs)
2: boyfriends. Had a house on Goddard Road near Fort Street Inn. I wanted to say it was Lincoln Park In the end Doesn't even ever fucking matter And that's um, Is that Mississippi?
0: Lincoln Park, Michigan
2: Michigan I'm terrible with abbreviations Mississippi, MS. MS. The reason I'm giving this identifying information Is because that house is fucking strange <laughs> And if anyone in the area I encourage you to check it out Nothing is symmetrical and upstairs each room leads into the other Creating a giant circle when you walk from room to room, you feel like the house is moving around you. More importantly, in the basement, there's a large closet with a bench built into it. It has a hook for shackles, and it locks from the outside. Last time I was there, there was no light fixture. I was wondered who, kept the n- who was kept in that basement, in that closet, and why. One time, my boyfriend decided to go on a late-night beer run. I'd been staying up studying or something, so I decided to take a quick nap while he was gone. As I'm sleeping, I feel hot, humid breath in my ear. I reach out to pull his mouth closer to mine for a welcome back kiss, but nothing's there. I open my eyes thinking he's moved, but I'm completely alone. A few weeks later, I feel weight shift next to me. While I sleep, I look over, see my boyfriend and relax. I turn over and near the bathroom door, he's there. A man in a black suit. He is pale. He has no features. He is smiling. He walks through the door. And into the next room. I wake up my boyfriend. He says it could be his sister's dead ex. She has a ton of his stuff. He was buried in a suit. He shows me a picture. I lie and tell him that it's the same person. Whenever I see the man in the suit, it's always in this house. When my boyfriend finally moves, I'm glad because it means I never have to see the man in the suit again. I was only half right. The suit is a disguise. story it's called terror i am moving through my house i go to lay down and am pushed pinned down like a night terror i see only darkness and a wide smiling mouth full of rancid teeth i try to speak but i start to pray his smile widens that won't help you a long grotesque tongue unravels from his mouth and he licks from my neck to my cheek. Kind it, of like it made a slurping sound <laughs> that I will not forget to this day. Slurp! <laughs> slurp. He was tasting me. He was tasting me. But I was not ripe at the time. Well, I have convinced myself that this is a night terror. It's psychological. It is nothing. Yet, every night I lay down to sleep and I can't help but wonder, is this going to be the night he stops playing with his food? and then he tried to finger me
0: <laughs> with his enormous boner
2: <laughs> and that was
0: uh always gotta end with that and, was, then he me.
2: and then he fingered me and that was the the last of the five part series by Koalas March which uh which was pretty
0: uh to repeat up. all the koalas in Australia pretty, in-
2: <laughs> pretty interesting
0: Well, what what do you want what do I want um Ra.
2: Ra. You, you always pick the short ones. <laughs> Ra. Ah, okay. So, uh this guy Ra, which is R A H exclamation point is responding to someone else who had posted prior called Pitnicker.
0: The Yosemite baby ghost stalker. All right. Sierra Nevada Mountains ghost stories represent. Here's my own, which is pretty lame and not scary, but still defies explanation. As a kid, I was on the annual trip to the Sierra Mountains with my family in the summer, and we decided to visit the Hetch Hetchy Dam and Reservoir. Hetch Hetchy. We walked along the top, and at the end, there's a tunnel leading through a part of a bordering mountain, which is maybe a couple hundred feet long and leads to a trail that runs around the reservoir. I had been walking well ahead of my parents who were hanging back and enjoying the views of the top of the dam, so I went through the tunnel before they did, meaning I was all alone inside of it. About halfway through I heard humming coming from ahead of me, which was strange as I thought I was in there alone. I looked up to see a woman silhouetted against the tunnel opening, walking away from me. The first weird thing was that she was not there moments before, and now she was. The second weird thing that appeared to be a That appeared to be balancing a large basket on her head. At the end of the tunnel, the path curves, so I lost sight of her. I was definitely weirded out, so I ran ahead to see if I could get a better look at her in the sunlight before she disappeared down the trail. But she was gone. To the left, there was a relatively barren and steep hillside with no nearby places to hide. To the right was the reservoir, and straight ahead was the path, and no one was on it. She appeared to have vanished into thin air, just that she had seemingly appeared out of thin air. <laughs> Judging by the fact that she had a basket on her head, I'm going to speculate that she was a Native American ghost, or my imagination. But I like to think I'm not crazy, so I'll stick with the ghost explanation.
2: Or it was the the woman from all those stickers on the bananas. <laughs> she she the, the Chiquita <laughs> banana <She> lady. was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Chiquita banana lady just taking all the Chiquita <laughs> bananas, to the boys oh and my girls. God. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I want you to Scary. read. Another, I want you to read another one. Okay. Because <laughs> you keep picking the the short boys.
0: The Christmas tree.
2: Oh Christmas tree. That's that's trees. a part of the series. What about Serious
0: um, Drinker? Or <laughs> give Serious you, Drinker?
2: I will
1: give you
0: Serious Drinker. Hold
2: hmm. on, if you're
1: gonna do Serious Drinker, you have to take another Serious Drinker. No. Uh, I don't think no, I'm I, I, I don't think you have. Doing, and neither
2: is he. <laughs> this is peer pressure. I'm not doing it. <laughs> he said I'm
0: not doing it. I have to drive home mate. Just
1: start reading. There you go. reading. You're a serious Drinker for the whiskey. <sighs> Alright. Alright he did it.
2: He ain't no bitch. He ain't no bitch. The story Stealing is by username <laughs> Serious Drinker.
0: There was a Christmas store in the town that I can't do that. (laughs) A Christmas (laughs) store in the town. There's a Christmas store in the town that I live in that's open all year. My mom took me in there when I was maybe five or six, and we made our way up to the second floor at one point. Holy shit! We went up to the second floor. This is great. I remember turning away from my mom, and she was looking at something, and saw this really tall, pale woman in a big white dress, and there were flowers all over it. I remembered the sound of the bottom of her dress bumping against the floor as she stepped closer. She was looking down at me with a straight face. She didn't seem unfriendly or anything, just kind of deadpan. I turned around and asked my mom why there was a lady wearing a big dress and I distinctly remember her saying, what lady? I turned back around and she wasn't there. So I assumed she lived in the upstairs part of the store and liked to play dress up or something and just walked away when I turned around. Exactly. It wasn't until I went on a ghost tour with my friends recently, and the tour guy stopped us in front of that store. He said there was a woman who died in a fire on the second floor on her wedding day, and because she loved children, she only comes out when the children are, out, are there. I then noticed that the top of the house had black bricks on the outside and the bottom part had red bricks. He said that sometimes people smell something burning when they walk down that street, and people have even called the fire department when they smelled it, only to find that there was nothing wrong. Thinking back on it, I remember her face kind of looked like a cloth doll, her eyes seemed sunken and back, and when I turned around, the atmosphere of the room changed, and all of the display shelves behind her had disappeared. Every time I walk into that building now, I get the chills like she's watching me or something. I sometimes go on walks at the end of that town, and smell the burning. And I smelled the burning one time. Creepy stuff.
2: I actually really liked that.
0: Yeah, that was nice.
2: Creepy, Creepy ghost experiences are fun.
0: Especially during Christmas.
2: Christmas ghosts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why are Christmas
1: ghosts like this? Christmas
2: ghosts.
1: That's a super neat toy. Super neat toy. (laughs)
0: Super
1: Super neat. Super neat toy, dude. Super neat toy.
2: So this is a story by username super neat toy.
1: Neat. I guess I'll go ahead and share my own bizarre stories. I live in a pretty big house. Five bedrooms. Five bathrooms. Subtle flex. <laughs> subtle flex. Nice. That my father had built when he and my mother were still planning on having a large family. It's located in the neighborhood, but the houses aren't really near to each other. We were one of the first families to live in, live in the neighborhood. The design of this house is pretty creepy at night. There are windows everywhere, and much of the downstairs is open. The only rooms that are closed off are a bedroom and two bathrooms, and to a certain extent the dining room. The result is that you can see much of the house from anywhere else in it, or even outside of it thanks to the many windows. Despite its size, at night it gets pretty unnerving, but only if I think about it. Typically I'm the only person home and do much of the house tending and maintenance myself. My dad prefers to stay at his girlfriend's house, and he's too old and drunk to do most of it anyway. And my parents got divorced when I was young, so for a while, it was okay because my sister lived here, but she went to school, so now it's just mostly me. Even when I was young, I didn't really like the house, it always <clears throat> made me feel uncomfortable, for reasons I can't quite put into words. I spent most of my youth living with my mother in a nice compact suburban home until her rampant, until her rampant drunk drug use made my father remove me from her home and move in with him. The entire house just has a creepy vibe. Despite being in a neighborhood, we are all still surrounded by uh, by sides of trees, and combined with the fact that nearly every single exterior wall is covered in windows. I feel like I'm being watched constantly. There are a number of routine occurrences that I've largely gotten used to. Every day between 5 and 7 pm, the garage door, the door joining the garage to the house, not the actual doors that close in the garage, slams. Due to the acoustics of the house and heaviness of the door, it makes a pretty distinct sound. The underlying problems here are twofold. No one is actually using the door at the time of the sound, and B, the door does not actually slam. The noise of the door slamming occurs, but the door itself does not actually move. I've tested this by simply trying, you know, some, tying some string to a doorknob and taping it to the door frame. I, he- I heard the slam, but the string was still clearly in place. This never occurs while I'm looking at the door, but tends to happen if I'm ever watching the door and then turn away during those hours. Nice. It's messing with me. Number two, I hear people walking through my house pretty routinely. I suppose it just could be the noise of the house sitting or being rocked by wind or whatever, but I can hear joints popping, cracking, and about as much as I hear the floorboards creaking. This is interesting to me because I'm the only person I know whose joints crack as much as this ghost walkers would. Maybe I'm being haunted by my own ghost. Number three. Something seems to actively counteract the man- manile housekeeping tasks I do. If I do the laundry, I'll find it st- thrown across the laundry room floor. If I fill up the water softener with salt, I'll check it in a day and find it's leveled back to pre-fill-up stages. Garbage routinely end up on the floor without putting after putting it in the trash and walking away. I have some more actual stories I'll come back and post later.
2: All right. So that was uh, nice. that was a neat toy. Super super neat toy. Super
0: neat toy. It wasn't just cool.
2: <laughs> super neat. Um, I did I did see one that I might want to finish with, uh, depending on what the story is. It looks right. it looks small, but uh, I like the the username. It's uh, get to the choppa. <laughs> get, <laughs> get to, to the choppa.
0: choppa.
2: All right. So this is uh, this is username get to the chapa <laughs> which is a allusion to Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I used to work in a cinema that was rebuilt sawmill from the 19th century. This place is now a community center with a library, a theater scene, and a cinema also. It's supposedly haunted. Ooh. Spooky. When I say supposedly... It's because i didn't believe any of the stories when i started working there i started out in april and i would usually end my shifts just as the last movie started never later than 10 p.m so it would be bright outside (laughs) my boss would joke about the place being haunted i think joking about it was her way of coping with the fact that she was stuck working at a haunted cinema (laughs) this one time her daughter was with her at work and she was just sitting in the break room drawing pictures after 10 minutes or so her daughter came out of the break room and told her that Someone poked me on the shoulder, and when I turned to see who it was, no one was there. My boss was shaken by this, but didn't want to show it to her daughter, so she told her. It was probably just something she imagined and told her to go back to drawing. Five minutes later, her daughter returned again, saying, I don't want to be in that room anymore. There's someone watching me. Of course, I was 18 years old at the time and quite the skeptic, so I wrote it off as a bad attempt to scare the new guy. I didn't think much about working there until just before the last movie around 9pm in November evening. I was sitting in the break room, reading a newspaper, awaiting a last rush of customers before I was closing up when I hear a sound. I couldn't quite tell what could cause this sound, as it sounded like a rusty door being opened, and as far as I knew, there were none of those. So I put down the newspaper, and on the other end of the break room, one of the chairs was spinning slowly around, causing the sound. Not cool. Not cool, dude. So I left the room and just stood idly around till the customers showed up. There weren't many people coming, so I wasn't too busy. I quickly washed the floor and was ready to close up when I heard whistling in the back room. No one had entered the room while I was serving customers. I didn't check the room. I just closed up and went home early. After talking with some of the other people working at the cinema, I learned that there's apparently two ghosts haunting this place. The whistling is one of the signature moves at the nice ghost, while the ghost in the theater was malevolent. I never heard a run-in with him, but some of my co-workers did, and there might be more of that. Later.
0: Uh, ghost cow goes boo?
2: <laughs> Do you want her? To eat ghost cow goes boo? <laughs> no,
0: it's okay. Okay.
2: So, that was a not-hot-but-spicy episode. We, uh... We read a, a plethora of not hot, but spicy stories. Um, you know, it's that uh, that vintage. I I had an experience with blank type of story. It wasn't very
1: hot, but like a little spicy. So it, was pretty, yeah. it was pretty. spicy. It was, it was, I, it was
2: it medium spice. I definitely think my story about the guy who just leisurely called things gay. Yeah, that was, was the best definitely one. the best. An enormous story. boner. This <laughs> is enormous boner.
0: Because I'm not retarded. Cause I'm not. That was also it. a quote. Yeah.
2: It was a good. It was a good time. You could tell it's. You could tell it's the early two thousands because everyone <clears> used <throat> to wor- use the word gay like that. Just watch the movie Cabin Fever. It's like, don't be gay. It's like you can't get away with that now. Nope. But <clears throat>
0: but then. But in the early two
2: thousands, yeah, yeah. Like in in Cabin Fever, the. Uh, what's his name? Ryder Strong from. Boy Meets World is Hunter, all like.
1: Sean Hunter. Yeah.
2: He's all like, he's all like, but I really have feelings for you, and he's like trying to talk to this girl and about how he loves her, and she turns to him, she's like, "Don't be gay." <laughs> <And I laughs> turns around. And it's, like, it's like, yeah, you can't get away with that shit now, but you used to. Hmm? Cam.
1: Cam. I was like, Cam gets away with gay shit all the time. Cam. Yes. <laughs> What's that? They ain't gay mean?
0: there's a dick in your butt. <laughs>
1: nice, Gam-bam.
2: Oh, there's a dog. <laughs> Hello, dog. Um, spam. How did you feel about your stories? They're funny. They're good ones. I mean, some better than others. It's but... mostly just random people talking about the the creepy things that have happened. I would say, on average, um, I think we've done three other not hot but spicy episodes, and there's usually one one or two every episode that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like I would say uh, one of the best ones I read was a guy who has military experience and he had a really weird run in with like a building in the middle of the woods Mm -hmm. and it just had a super strange presence. Mm. There's another one about a guy who lived in a very big house by himself. And at the time I was, you know, house sitting in a giant house by myself and he, he tells the story about how the sounds in your house mean you know, different things like people talking steps, steps from bodies you didn't know or walking around. So, you know, I, I always found it's that fun. type of, that type of shit, super creepy. And definitely and in that house, we touched on it a little bit here in this story. Someone, someone got those same vibes. Um,
1: Everybody's everybody's ghosts. got experiences that you can't quite explain. So, yeah, it's I fun. Mean, it's fun to go through some I, issues. For some. I don't
2: necessarily believe in ghosts. I think, um, I don't know. I just think like, if ghosts existed, there'd be a lot more evidence of it. Yeah. By by this mm-hmm. point in time, I just feel like we'd get we'd get more than what you see with the average human eye mm-hmm. by by now with with like technology and shit. So I don't actually think go whereas like with aliens in the same argument, you could kind of write off aliens because they're technologically advanced. Right. Whereas ghosts are supposed to be like a different form of the soul. Oh, us. Yeah. And I don't it's necessarily crazy. yeah, th- there's there's been too much awful shit In in our history, to ignore, and I feel like almost everywhere on the planet would be haunted as fuck by now (laughs) if ghosts were actually real. Sure. Native. Maybe the nice ghosts. Think about Native Americans. Think about all the wars that were fought all over this country with people just dying everywhere. Sure. You know, think of Japan. You know, how many how many ghosts are. Mm out there from the A-bomb, like, yeah, I just think, you know, if it's about, if it's about dying in such a terrible way that your negative energy, you know, stays in that spot and per- <laughs> and persists and, you know, why is your dog making these noises? <laughs> Those are love noises.
1: She loves to pets. Those are happy grunts. Yeah, so do <laughs> That's how she communicates. She says, Hello, I love you too
2: <laughs> She's a good girl. Oh Spum, any any final words? Spum. Great. Come, any final words?
0: Come, on my spum.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs> on my spam. So camp. this was episode one hundred and fifty eight, not hot but spicy. Volume I wanna say volume four. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I wanna say volume four. We won't not tag with the previous
1: versions in the comments because fuck you.
2: Right. F- fuck you. You'll listen anyway. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> so, this this was Captain Death, not <laughs> hot with spicy with Spum and Cum. Cum. Spum. And Daisy. And, and, Hi, I'm Daisy! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Land until we stand at the shore, at the shore.